and welcome to another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you again to this week as we are talking about sacrifice. First off, I want to just welcome everyone that is tuning in, whether it's your first time or you've been a listener from the beginning. Just want to welcome you and say thank you for supporting this podcast. You can go to the website that we have, thewarriorwithinthewoman.com. I upload a blog up there every Monday or as frequently as I can. And we also are starting a new uh, vlog, a video blog soon that is going to be coming to YouTube. So I'm really excited about that. We have a lot of things in store as God is blessing this ministry. So I want to say thank you for all of you that um, faithfully listen and are sharing these podcasts to friends and family and people that you know. I truly appreciate it. And I believe that God is going to reward those that are faithful in the service of the ministry. Amen. The service of the kingdom. So today we're talking about sacrifice and we're going to go to scripture here in a minute with a very familiar passage. But today our message, the thing we're going to discuss and talk about is called Enough is enough. Lately, I have been uh, recently just dealing with this new uh, season that God is taking me into and just trusting that Jehovah Jireh will provide all of my needs. And we all go through these things every now and then through seasons of life as we have to make decisions that are just truly out of faith And I believe that God is wanting to speak to you today, warrior. He is wanting to talk to you today and let you know he sees you. He sees where you are. He sees all of the stress that you're under. And he wants you to know he is still a provider. He is still your provider. And he is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. First, I want to talk about... Um, Something that has always stuck out to me. I love researching um, different stories and things, and I love history. I love the way that some inventions and things come about. And one of the things that has really, truly caught my attention lately is the bulletproof vest. And I researched a little bit, and I learned that to demonstrate the effectiveness of a bulletproof Kevlar vest that police officers are to wear in the field, um, a police department or many police departments employ a rather unusual training exercise when they begin to train their trainees and um, to use these vests. And trainers dress mannequins in bulletproof vests and expert sharpshooters fire rounds into these vests. Now, of course, they're on mannequins, so nobody's being harmed in this, right? And trainees then inspect the mannequins to see with their own eyes, did the bullets penetrate the mannequin, did the vest do its job, and the vest invariably passed the test with flying colors as the dummies are unscathed. I mean, that's incredible that God has given wisdom to man to create such an amazing device, right? But then the real test comes when trainers ask their trainee officers, now, who wants to put on a vest and test how well it will work on you. Any guesses on the response, warriors? 
None of the trainees are particularly enthusiastic about this request. Um, I understand that, though. Nobody wants to stand with a vest and be shot at by expert sharpshooters, right? And to be honest, how many of us would be willing to do this, even if we were wearing a bulletproof vest? Listen, if you cover my entire body with a bulletproof Kevlar everywhere, bubble wrap me, everything else, I still would not volunteer for that assignment. Why? Why would I say that? Or why would we feel this way? Because while it is one thing to say I have faith in this vest, and maybe even the men or women that have created it and how many lives it has saved, it is quite another thing to put a vest on and stand in the line of fire, especially willingly. To put this another way, it is one thing to say we believe in God, and it's quite another thing to trust Him when the bullets from the enemy are flying. And I'm pointing at a problem that I've seen truly not only in, in the years that I've lived and the years of ministry and just learning from mentors, but I'm pointing out a problem that I see so frequently. This is something that has truly ravaged the Christian faith and Satan is using this type of, uh, is using this problem to create not only weak Christians, but Christians that do not have faith whatsoever. And I'm pointing to the problem called Christian atheism. Now, how can a Christian possibly be an atheist? I know it's, it's a paradox in itself, right? But the phenomenon of this Christian atheism is that we are Christians, but then at the first hint of trouble, we act like there is no God. We freak out. We royally and regularly flip out. Like we make it the biggest deal. And even though justly your situation and thing you're going through can truly be devastating, we say we believe God is real, but then we live like he isn't. We trust him for our eternal salvation, but then we act like he can't handle our lives here on earth. I'm talking about a deep despair we can fall into when circumstances threaten our security. Listen, if we were in a room and I could see you, I'm sure all hands would go up to say that we are all guilty of feeling this way, of trusting God, but not truly believing or having faith that he is a God of the impossible. Living a life of faith requires sacrifice. Sacrifice will only lead you closer to realizing how enough God really is to you. He is enough. Jehovah Jireh. He is not only the provider, but he is the provided sacrifice to fulfill all of our needs. Not only salvation, but he is the provided atonement. Today I was listening to the song Gyra by Maverick City, one of my favorite worship bands to listen to as I'm studying the Word of God and just in that moment with the Lord, waiting for Him to speak. And this song we sing at our church. I sing it in the bathroom while I'm getting ready for her church or just play it in the car. I love this song. And there are these words that just keep getting stuck in my head says, you're forever enough, always enough, more than enough. God will be 
God will be Jaira in every area you give him if you will just if you will just give up control. And in this scripture of Genesis chapter 22, it goes from one, verse 1 through 19. And in this scripture, we see God testing Abraham and his faith. And not only his faith in God, not only his faith in being obedient to God, but his faith in actually God providing. And God does not even say that he will provide. Let's go to Genesis 22. The whole scripture of verse 1 through 19 tells us of this event in history. But I want to go to verse 2 when God is speaking to him. And it says, And he said, Take now thy son, your son Isaac, whom you love, and get thee onto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains where I tell you to go. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. And on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes, saw the place afar, and Abraham said unto his young men, his servants, Stay here with the donkey, and I and Isaac will go on and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. So I want to stop there for a moment. God asks Abraham to do something that a lot of us would probably either laugh in God's face or turn our back on him completely for even asking such a question asking us and and commanding us to do something that we would not. I mean, listen, I have a son. I would not be on board with this. (laughs) I'm just being honest. I would not be on board with sacrificing my only son. And Abraham, who God had promised ancestors and children and, and people from his lineage greater than the stars in the sky. I mean, Abraham had been given this promise, and then God asks him to sacrifice his son? He, a- he asks him the very on- the only natural way a lineage could come about from Abraham. God asks him to give him up, to give his son up. And I'm not saying Abraham was not a man of great faith, but I believe that he did not follow God blindly, but his faith. He knew that God knew what he was doing. He was not okay sacrificing his son. He was not happy about it. I'm sure he was tore up in his heart for even thinking of doing this. But I truly believe that it was Abraham's faith that knew God would provide a sacrifice. That God would not kill his son. That God would not have him sacrifice the only promise that he has. The only natural way that God's prophetic promise over his life would come about would be through his lineage of Isaac. So if God was going to do that, God knew what he was doing. So I believe that Abraham, even though his heart may have been broken, trusted that God would provide. And just a few verses later in Genesis 22, verse 7, Isaac Isaac speaks up and says to his father, Abraham, Father, Abraham answers, Yes, my son, the fire and wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Isaac asks. And Abraham answers, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. 
I believe that Abraham knew and believed that God would provide a offering. God would provide the lamb that would be sacrificed and that all he needed to do was be obedient and follow God. And if it took giving up his son, he would so that God would provide. And we see that if you read later on to verse 19, that as Abraham goes through with wrapping his son up, putting him on the altar and almost getting to the point of getting ready to kill him. That is how far his faith went, that he trusted God enough with the promise he had given him to trust that God would provide and God knew what he was doing. And there at the last minute, God stops him, stops him from killing his son and provides a sacrifice. That right there warriors that right there that history that moment miraculous moment in history that is what it is all about that faith of Abraham if I was Abraham climbing Mount Moriah with Isaac that day I might have thought why would God do this to me why would he give me a son only to have me sacrifice him what does God want from me as we've seen so far God's name is Jehovah Jireh our provider. Today, I want you to make a point, an important point in your head to know that God is enough. What he is asking you to lay at his feet, even if it's something that you've waited so long for, and now you're wondering, why would God want me to sacrifice this? Why would God want me to give this up? Why would God ask me to give up this talent, this ability, this job opportunity? Why would God ask me to lay something at his feet that I have wanted for so long only to have me sacrifice and lose it. But truly, God is not asking you to give something up forever, but he's asking you, what extent will you go to for me? That is the question God's asking you, warrior, today. God will provide what he requires of us as long as we obey him by faith. In other words, as I've learned in my Christian life and from pastors and mentors, where God guides, he will provide for you. In this case, God demanded that Abraham provide a sacrifice on Mount Moriah. And initially, that sacrifice was going to be Isaac. But when God saw that Abraham was obedient even to the point of sacrificing his only beloved son. Somebody needs to hear me today. Sometimes God is just looking to see how far your obedience will take you. God wants to test you and see how far will the obedience take you. Not so you could sacrifice it, but that you will lay at his feet the very thing that he's given you just so God can provide for you and your needs. God provided what he required of Abraham, having seen that Abraham obeyed God by faith. There are countless examples of miracles like this in scripture. In Genesis 50, God planned for the children of Israel to go down into Egypt. And he even sent Joseph, who we talked about a few weeks ago, ahead of them to provide for his people and protect them during the famine. God saw that the plan of the enemy was to enslave his people. And God knew that in the end, it would come out to be for their good and his glory. But God even provided. He provided a way for 
for his people to not only be protected, but also provided food and, and to take care of them during this famine. And despite the evil Joseph endured, Jehovah Jireh was still at work. Sometimes we need to realize that it's not just about us, but it's about the generation coming after you and the generation after them that maybe the pain and the struggle I'm going through that God will provide for me. God will provide, but maybe in the evil that I'm enduring, that Jehovah Jireh is still at work, that he is going to be at work inside of where I am, but he's also through my abilities and through what I am learning, providing protection for the, for the people coming after me. Realize God knows it all. He sees it all. He is Jireh no matter what the situation may look like and may feel like. And hundreds of years later, Israel was to come out of Egypt. And so he sent Moses ahead of his people to provide a way out of Egypt. Moses was born to bring God's people out of Egypt. That was his purpose. Moses was born to, to be prepared and ready to be the leader that, his, that God's people needed to get out of Egypt. Moses may not have felt like a capable person to stand before Pharaoh, but Jehovah Jireh provided Moses with Aaron to help. You need to look at your situation and realize it's not only about you, but that Jehovah Jireh is making a way where there seems to be no way. And you need to make it a decision today, warriors, women of God, that enough is enough. That if God says he's enough, God will be enough. Enough is enough. He is enough. In 1 Chronicles 29, we see that when God required the building of the temple, he also provided the means to build it. Some of you are standing before a giant, it seems, and you don't know what God is going to do or how he's going to build something and how he's going to do it, but I'm here to tell you that in every situation, we will see, you will see that God provides everything that is required of his people. As they obey him in faith. Where are you today in your relationship with God? Are you walking by faith or are you stumbling because of the fear overtaking you? That God's asked you to do something. That is the guiding principle behind the great promise in Matthew chapter 6. Where it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Don't worry about what you see. Don't worry about what you lack or even why God is asking you to sacrifice something. Because in the end, even at the very last moment, you are sacrificing the very promise God gave you. He will not only let you keep that promise, but he will provide in a way you never thought he would. Ask yourself today, what does God want from me? And by faith, be obedient. Because God will be there with you. Because if God says he's enough, he will be enough. God bless you today. I pray that this message truly met you where you are and that you will see that enough 
is enough that God if he said and he says that he is going to provide he will provide if God says he is enough for you in every situation believe it friend because he'll never leave you nor forsake you God bless you have a wonderful week we'll see you next week for another episode love you